Alright, hello. hello. There there it is. It's there now. I can yeah. see it doing the thing. Oh, we're not. Ah, uh, so you, you were recording guitar. Hello. Hello. I was in fact recording <laughs> guitar. Uh. Yeah, sound levels hit different when you are vocal or not. Yeah, that is a true fact. You are correct. And I'm Keenan with that true fact. And I am Derek dropping my vape. Woo! <laughs> this is going to be a true neutral ask. Asks? Ask the questions. And, uh, um, yeah, so today... All right. Today, uh, we're going to ask... Spider-Man No Way Home, why does Jamie Foxx's appearance change when no one else's does? Um. Literally, everyone else is exactly the way they were. But he has different colored electricity, right? Well, no, he has, well, he does have different color electricity, but I think that's explained with plot. What's not explained with plot, I think they they do a one-off line about how he looks different, but, like, he... He looked like like a big old nerd before. Oh yeah, I do remember. Like like his about that. his teeth were wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't mean like having bad teeth is wrong. I mean his teeth in the film were wrong compared to his original appearance. Yeah yeah. His yeah, yeah. hair was wrong. He did, wasn't wearing glasses. I don't think. And like he just was like he went from full nerd to just him. a guy. To just just a hot guy. And um, just like, okay, all right. And nobody nobody really cared or brought it up. And, like, it's not like somebody's appearance should matter that much, but why did his change compared to everybody else who did not? Um, do you want what I think is the plot reason for it? At, at, at the... Sure, sure, yeah. Let's, see, let's hear the plot reason, what could actually make this make sense. So I think the plot reason was the whole thing about it was uh, most of them wanted to go back to their own time, their own version of Earth, right? Until they found out that they had died, right? Doc Ock wanted to go back. Um, so did uh, Green Goblin. Like they they wanted to go back until they realized, oh, Spider Man kills me, right? Right. Electro came back saw what he looked like in this place, and did not want to go back at all. <laughs> and I think that was supposed to be plot, part of a plot that maybe got left on the cutting room floor that was... It was a big movie. It was a big movie. It was a pretty long movie. And they left a, I mean, they left a lot of space for audience reaction. Yeah. I, I really recommend anybody who, who likes this movie, and I, I do like this movie a lot. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this movie, too. A lot of people didn't, and I actually, I thought it was good. No, and, I thought like, it was fun. Overall, people did enjoy this. At least when it came out, it was overall very popular. I know that we both listened to the same podcasts, and they were very cynical about They're it. They're also very, yeah, cynical about most Marvel movies <laughs> these days. Right, but, like, I full-on enjoyed it, had a good time. But yeah. Watching that at home now is, is is awkward in various places because they did they left in full reaction times yeah for for various parts of that mm-hmm. uh, and like 
it's weird to just sit in silence for a second while mm-hmm. like Andrew Garfield shows up on screen and you're like, uh huh. <laughs> and carrying on, and and, and we yep. This is this is just a scene in a movie, like and I guess it can also be somewhat explained away. Like oh, the other characters are also shocked, which yes, they are. They asked for Spider Man, and Andrew Garfield walks out. Right. Yeah, I'll, I you know I would sit in a moment of silence too. I guess. I I mean yeah, I I'd be like um. You're crawling on the ceiling, so clearly you're Spider-Man, but you're not the Spider-Man I thought you were. <laughs> right, right, but like... Where's e- Tom Holland? Even like the even the second time when Tobey Maguire pops up, and there's like just as long of, of, a, of, a, of a moment there, and it's, it's not like there's zero things happening on screen, but there's just a clear moment of silence for reaction time yeah. where there's no lines being said so the audience doesn't clap over the lines being said. Yeah, yeah, they wanted people to to cheer when their Spider-Man came back to the big screen. Yeah, and, and it's was... very obvious that that's what they wanted. Yeah, and like I I don't think it was as obvious when Doc Ock showed up, but they definitely wanted it for Doc Ock too because mm-hmm. like his it's just cuz his scene was an action scene. Yeah, I, I actually think when Willem Dafoe comes back yeah. as Green Goblin, that one lingered a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But it, I think, the, especially the first time you watch it, it needs to. Yeah. Because you're just like, yes! Fucking yes! And that's all you can think in that first moment. Yeah, and like I, I respect that, but I also would appreciate and understand them doing it a Blu-ray cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because... Well, not even just that, but just l- swiping it by as you're doing the movie, because then that adds rewatchability to it. Yeah. Now you have to rewatch it to see the things you missed the first time when you were cheering and screaming and being so excited that yeah. Willem Dafoe and they're all back on screen together. And, like, obviously you're excited, but just slide that by real quick that way people have to go back and watch it because they missed a line or two and they don't want to miss that yeah like it, it that that makes sense to me it's like a video game you want replayability otherwise people are paying $60 for a one time experience and not a lot of people want to do that yeah i mean depending on how long the experience is that's fair yeah it really game play time matters too mm-hmm. but as when it comes to movies like your movie should be snappy interesting not so long that we get bored, but, like, long enough to keep us invested. That's why I'm always a fan of a tight 90. Tell yeah. a story and get out before you ruin it. I also love G-MILFs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry if any grandmas just got excited. <laughs> uh, but, no, I think that the reason, plot-wise, that he was supposed to look like that... Was that there was there was a, a side plot on that's left on the cutting room floor now, where he was supposed to be like this figure in the group, which he kind of is already throughout the movie. Of why would we want to go back to where we came from? Right. It's better here. Oh, look at me. I'm better here. Yeah. He's I don't want to go his, back. His energy level is better. Like his like his overall power is just better. There. Yeah. So. Like I I get that, but also like I it's that's that's part of that's still just a writing thing. It's not. Oh, it's entirely a plot device. Entirely. All right. But so, I just I think that that was the their main thought going into that. But why? Why though? 
Because he was already kind of a... They could have, in... But they could have just done the electricity thing, is kind of my point. They could have just made his power better, and then, like, uh, then he doesn't want to go back because he's even more powerful here. He's a villain. He yeah. doesn't need much more motivation. We just need a motivation, especially but, when he's in a gaggle of villains. But within the movie franchise, he's a B-list villain. A right. Rise of Electro did was not a very well-received movie by a lot of both no, they, critics and audience. Oh, they with the follow-up. They did good. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and because of that, I think they were really trying to elevate him because now he's part of the Sinister Six. Right. And so they were really trying to elevate him and make him this a bigger bad guy because yeah. it had flopped so hard the first time. So they were like, make him look good, give him better power, make all the things so that we can really try to elevate him. But then they ruined it by, by cutting a lot of that B plot right. of him wanting that. And so it kind of left a weird taste in our mouths of, he looks different and he's more powerful, but he's still... A B plot. He's still a B villain. Yeah, and it does. It didn't You're work. Villain of the week at most, buddy. Yeah, and it, I think they had grander ideas for him, and it just really didn't pan out when they realized they had a two and a half hour movie after cutting everything. Yeah, and so they just they had to cut out a lot of his story. We need time for the Spider Man meme. Yeah, yeah. It, it was all about the Spider Man, and and the Sinister Six really kind of got shunted to the side because they of did. that throughout the plot of that movie. Though Defoe's performance always. Defoe always, always kills it. Always. What a beautiful, beautiful man. It was beautiful amazing. Man. And Alfred Molina killed it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Obviously. I. But like, they, were, they were the A-list villains going. They were the Tobey Maguire villains. They were yeah. the ones that everyone remembered and cared about. Yeah. And so when you brought back the rest of them... They Lizard? all just kind Lizard of... Lizard just was not there. Lizard, yeah, was fucking pointless. They should have brought back Rhino or Scorpion. Yeah. Anyone else. It was, yeah, it was really dumb to have him there. I, they didn't even need that one. They could have just had, like, oh, this was just a random, you know, creature we had or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. It could have been anybody. It could have been a lizard from a different timeline. It could have been fucking Dormammu's left toe. Yeah, I it couldn't care less who it was. Yeah, that, it was just so pointless to have them there. Mm-hmm. I, like, they just had them to have another Spider-Man villain. and Yeah. Like, we just didn't need that. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Even though I really like the first Amazing Spider-Man, which they still ins- haven't watched it actually. It's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it with my son because he's just seeing all the Spider-Mans and just absorbing them. Yeah, and so he, he's loving that. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and watch that with him. I think I in that particular movie, I can see why they did a sequel to it because in that movie, I think Andrew Garfield really shines as Spider-Man, not as Peter Parker, but as Spider-Man. He really shines. And I think that using the lizard as the main antagonist of that movie was a really smart move. Because the lizard in and of himself is a very well-known Spider-Man villain. Yeah. And he is B-list enough that he's not going to be an overarching main villain. Yeah. So Uh, I think it was a really smart move to use him in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie as the main antagonist because it just, it felt like watching a live-action version of an old-school Spider-Man cartoon episode almost, you know? Like, it was just really good. Yeah, that that tracks for me. 
Uh, yeah, I I like the idea of using like a villain of the week is not a bad thing mm-hmm. in, in a lot of instances because it brings out like that's how Joker started. Yeah, oh my like, God. it's a it's it's one of those things that brings out because when when Spidey fights the Green Goblin, he he knows what he's doing. Gobbly's Gobby's got some new tricks usually, but yeah. like it's. Usually variations on the same things he's done before, so mm-hmm. you know what he's doing. It's the same with the fucking uh, lizard comes out of the sewer, though. He's just like, "Oh fuck, what is this?" Yeah, and there's just this whole aspect that you don't get to see with the the overarching villains because that it's a unique problem, a weird, odd thing that he has to find a different, weird solution for. Yeah, yeah, it's like. When he fights Kingpin, you know that Kingpin's either going to punch him real good or he's going to have some mech punch him for him. <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah. those are the two things Kingpin does. But when Craven comes out the works, you don't know what's going to happen yeah. because Craven's a fucking loose cannon. Might just actually kill Spider-Man. You don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> he's pulling out that Bowie knife. He's like, I'm going to fucking get you. <laughs> like, yeah. I So I, I agree with that. I I also think that, yeah, uh, the lizard was pretty fucking wasted as a character in this movie, just in general. Yeah. Um, And his appearance didn't change. No, not at all. No. I'm trying to remember who... We have four of the six. Uh, Who were the last two? It wasn't Vulture. Vulture Uh, is hanging out with Morbius. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, who who were the last two of the Sinister Six in that movie? Oh, uh, Sandman? Was Sandman there? Sandman was there. Sandman was there. He just wanted to get back to see his daughter. Which always, I, that's always his plot line, and God, I love Sandman. Yeah, I never get tired of it. I, I love never his get tired portrayal in the, the movies. Best. Uh, he did really, really good. He was, like, I know him from something else, and I can't remember what that something else is, because I only know Sandman now. Yeah, and but it doesn't matter, because, like, Every time that character is portrayed like that, like, and he nails it. Every it's time. It's so good. And even though he's shunted to the side as one of the, the more B-list villains in this movie, his character arc still feels relevant. Yeah. In a way that both Lizards and Electros don't. Uh, lizards because he's just a... Other than being a lizard, kind of a boring character. Well, yeah, he's an he's an interesting like Doctor Frankenstein s yeah. or not uh, uh, Doctor Jekyll s scientist. Yeah, but, like I like Doctor Connors. Yeah. Doctor Connors' character is great. The lizard as a character is, is a, a lizard. Is a lizard. He's a one note villain that's yeah. a little bit boring to see on screen. And he's a lizard. Yeah, he's a big human sized lizard. That's the whole bit. Yeah. Um. And then there was one more. I can't, for the um, life of me, remember who the last one was, which does not bode well for whoever it is. No, so I, I'm looking through the top build cast right now. We got Ned and Doctor Strange, obviously. Happy Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Max Dillon, Electro, Norman Osborn, Doctor Otto Octavius, Wong, Flash Thompson, Peter Parker. Betty Brant, Agent Cleary. Wow. Um, I haven't heard William Defoe or Alfred Molina's no, name. I said I said their characters' names. Oh, the Sorry. characters' names. That's a... uh, but I, I'm. Oh, uh, yeah. Thomas Hayden Church is the guy who plays Sandman. Oh, okay, okay yeah. Um, 
and Dr. Kurt Connors. Is that six? Is it not? No. Electro, and then Green Goblin, and uh, Doc Ock, uh, Lizard, Sandman. That's five. Okay. Um. No, I think there is only five. That actually doesn't make any sense. Because the whole thing was built on, like, a Sinister Six thing. But could it have been a Sinister Six build-up? You knew what I was trying to say. I'm not going to try it again. I do know what you're trying to say. But I feel like it wasn't that. Because, oh, Electro, Norman Osborn. Dr. Octo, Otto Octavius, Octavius, um, both Spider-Men, not villains. Coach Wilson, I don't think, is a villain. Might be. He's too lazy. Oh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Why are there five villains and not the Sinister Six? Yeah, yeah, there are only, yeah, there are only five. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. I guess even watching it, I didn't realize that. I just saw a bunch of villains, and I was like, oh, Sinister Six, yeah, that makes sense. There's enough people on screen to be six of them. That tracks. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't count. Yeah. Oh, man. And then I just found an article from CBR saying, oh, there's a hidden Sinister Six character, the sixth... Sinister Six in No Way Home. And I was like, oh, who could that be? And they're saying it's J. Jonah Jameson, which, fuck you. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you know anything about J. Jonah, you know he's got a heart of gold. He does. No matter what a piece of shit he acts like, he's got a heart of gold. Yeah. And he always does the right thing in the end. Green Goblin showed up and was like, where's Spider-Man? Or who took the pictures of Spider-Man? And he didn't give up Peter because no. that's a breach of contract. And yeah. no matter how much of a shitbag he is, he actually isn't too terribly bad. No. He just wants the best for the city. Uh, he, he wants the best for the city and the best for his profit. Like yeah, oh the, I guess not the city. He wants the best for the common man, the people of yeah, the city, yeah, and his profit, and, his profit. <laughs> and whatever makes the common man able to afford his goods. Yeah, 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 that's that's what he wants. Which nothing wrong with that. You can I mean, be a good at heart and profiteering at the same time. Yeah, you can. You should you should reexamine at least one of those things if you are like that. You probably should, but. Jameson pulls it off. Yeah, he does. And, <laughs> and big respect for that. Uh, uh, it seems to be just uh, fucking that guy. That, that J.K. Simmons? Yeah. It's all J.K. Simmons. It's, it's all him. He's such a boss. J.K. Simmons is just the best. He's the best in everything he's ever been in. <laughs> I mean, like, if him, if him and Willem Dafoe had an acting fist fight, I think they would tie. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those those are the two best guys. At That's, least in these movies. Yeah, oh, definitely in these movies. Yeah. By far. Like, I don't... And Alfred Molina ain't no chump, but... No, no I, I, I've, got, I've got nothing bad to say about most of the actors in this movie, and I don't think any of them, like, are particularly bad. I think Martin Short is one note. The, yeah. The Martin Freeman? I can't remember. It's Martin somebody. He plays the teacher. And he is that character in literally everything he's in. And J.K. Simmons might, you know, have his J.K. Simmons energy, but he brings it to different characters. I'm Cave Johnson. <laughs> I'm the man that's going to burn your house down with lemons. 
I leaned back to do that. I still peeked. <laughs> Mother Nature gives you lemons. You squirt it back in her face. The hell do I need lemons for? <laughs> God, I want to play through Portal again. Specifically, that's Portal 2 where you uh, get yeah, that. It is, but like uh, you can get the Portal pack for Switch now, and I really want it. Oh, yeah. I would love to get that. It's like that. 20 bucks. Wow, yeah. That's definitely worth it. I yeah. should get that. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I want to get it as well. I... If I ever stop playing guitar or have a spare dollar again, <laughs> one of those things might happen. We are poor, poor podcasters. <laughs> I will say thank you to our one uh, ACAS Plus listener. You got me out of the negative this week, DJ. Fucking A, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Way I to got, go. Saving ass all over the place. I got overcharged by like $2, and the 380 I got from your $5 put me back in the green. So. Damn right. Thank you, mm. sir. Yay. Um, and then I got a late charge, so now I'm negative 60. But I was... But you, you, you were you, saved for you, a brief moment. I was saved, and it was long enough for a couple of things to be like, oh, okay, your payment is, like, a thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and which th- is what you need. Yeah, it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed, so... That's um, as for other reasons, like, besides plot reasons, I think that, honestly, he just didn't want to put on that the teeth and the makeup again. Yeah. I think I mean, he was just like, yeah, I'll come back and do it, but don't make me look like I looked last time. I I really don't want that. If it really was just a vanity thing for Mr. Fox there, that's stupid. That's stupid. Don't affect the plot for your vanity. Well, I mean, they they attempted to make it part of the plot as well. Well, yeah, but I mean, just don't... There, there are literally probably billions of people that are going to watch this spider-man movie just do it right (laughs) just do it right man like i'm sorry that you are uncomfortable maybe hire somebody to do better prosthetics you could personally do that i know you have the money so if you didn't like the way they felt or didn't like the way you looked maybe you shouldn't have agreed to it the first time on the looks thing and the second time thing you you can pay to get those better if they were uncomfortable that's fair yeah. And I understand that. But I I almost do think it was if it wasn't entirely a plot thing, then I think it was a vanity thing and the plot was written in around it. And that's worse. That's if they they wrote plot around his vanity, that's worse. <laughs> uh, cuz that's that's the wrong way to write things. Yeah. You should write a good story. And if they person who is portraying the character doesn't want to do the good story maybe pick a different person to do the character it's not that hard if he was that like you know fighting against it anyway or you're gonna change his looks anyway yeah don cheeto that shit who cares damn right captain planet motherfuckers yeah <laughs> the best role don cheeto's ever done uh yeah don cheeto if you ever hear this i love your captain planet it's the best thing ever <laughs> Tree, 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 human tree. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, warm across the skyline. He's just like, everyone's a tree. (laughs) God, it's so good. Did you ever watch those? I don't think so, no. Uh, I I mean, I watched Captain Planet. No, you should go look up the Funnier Die archives and look. There's a uh, five-part series where Don Cheadle plays Captain Planet and just kind of goes crazy and takes over the world and turns, well, yeah, it turns everyone into trees and 
It it's so good. <laughs> he kills all the planeteers. He turns them all into trees because they try. They're like, Captain, you're losing your mind. You got to stop doing what you're doing. So he just like fucking k- turns them all into trees and kills the planeteers. Oh, it's he amazing. Kill them if they become trees. They're just a different form of life. I suppose like, that's probably his his thought on the thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's an amazing five-part uh, series. It's really short because it's funnier die. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Yeah, the, the Captain Planet. Funnier die was a website. It was. It was a very good website. That's where a lot of Will Ferrell's skits ended up too. The bat fight skit. Uh, yeah. The one where uh, he's a uh, landlord shows up to pay the rent, and it's a, a toddler, a little girl. She's like, I want my rent. It's actually his daughter huh? who's playing the, the landlord in that bit. That's funny. I don't think I've seen that one. A lot of the old Will Ferrell sketches have his daughter in them like, as a toddler. And she's, That's like, funny. really little, and she he's, like, getting her to act and be, like, it's great. That's funny. So... That's yeah, the, the Will Ferrell sketches, if, if some of you have never gone to Funny or Die, if you've never seen Bat Fight, if you've never seen Will Ferrell's, yeah, The Landlord one, or, or fucking Captain Planet, God, Funny or Die was just one of the best websites for a <laughs> while there. It was so good. Now all comedy websites are dead. Yeah. I liked Funny or Die a lot because it was where a lot of, like, the, the semi-big names at the time, like Don Cheadle and Will Ferrell, they would go and... Like, that's where they would put their skits that they couldn't put anywhere else. Yeah. They were like, well, I can't work this into a movie, or no one wants to fucking put this on their skit show or whatever. Like, yeah. I'll this just... is my rejected SNL. Yeah. And so they just would throw them up on Funny or Die, and it's some of the literally best shit I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's so fucking good. Well, that's why they put it up there, because, like... You thought it was really funny, but if you show that to, like, the SNL audience, like, just on an average Saturday night, they're gonna go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think Bat Fight would get some kicks if you did it live yeah, at SNL. Maybe. I, I don't remember that one very well. I feel like I've definitely seen it, but... It's uh, him, and I feel really bad because I can never remember his name, but uh, the, the black guy from Hot Tub Time Machine and a bunch of other movies. Oh, he was also God. in fucking yeah. Pineapple Express. I'm pretty sure he's in. Uh, I've never been 90. shot before. That's what I've been doing to people. <laughs> I got glass in my ass. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be cold tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> he's also really funny. He's a great comedian. He is so funny. I I'm pretty sure he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. If it's the same guy. I think he actually probably is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, Craig Robinson. Yeah, that's him. Had a bit part in The Office and everybody fucking died. Yeah. No, he is so fucking funny. And it's Will Ferrell and Craig Robinson doing the... the it's a song, Bat Fight. Ah. Yeah, he was... Yeah. Yeah, he's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Sorry. Doug Judy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's one of the best songs I've ever heard before. It, it's great. Funny shit. I love Funny or Die. That's a great website. Probably not running anymore, really. No, no, I, I was serious. The most comedy websites are have actually um, died, and like a lot of the people who used to work there are like, this is my YouTube show now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just go to Wayback or some internet archive, and you, you can go find the videos. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the sites are still like up and like available, but like 
as far as producing new stuff and like paying a team of people, that's just not a thing anymore for comedy websites. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a trend in like the early 2010s that yeah. died out pretty quickly. Yeah, it's well, it's a shame because there are no comedies. We've talked about this, but there are no comedies being released in theaters anymore. Like, no, yeah, like not very many big ones, and when they are big, they're not good. Yeah, yeah. And so, we just don't have we don't have like a Mel Brooks or an Adam Sandler right now. Mm-hmm. And Adam Sandler's doing like hit or miss, and not like good hit or miss, but like um, dramatic hit or miss. Yeah. So it's like this one's like relatively funny and some Adam Sandler stuff, and then this one's just like, oh. Oh, you have feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just uncut gems, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" And he's dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Which I heard. I haven't seen uncut gems, but I've heard it's very, very good. I've also heard that. <laughs> we should probably watch that at some point. Yeah, I'm a big Adam Sandler guy. I like yeah, most of his movies. I, I definitely watched oh, like all the Happy Madison movies growing up. Yeah, yeah. And even quite a few like after I'd hit adulthood, I. I didn't like Click. Click. I, click was where I... Kind of where, fell off. Yeah, yeah where, me too. Where I kind of clicked off. Yeah. Um, I watched Grown Ups, and it was fine, but it wasn't good enough for me to go watch Grown Ups 2. I didn't, I didn't want to see Grown Ups. I guess um, Daddy Daycare. No, Daddy Daycare was before that Click. Was, that was earlier than Click. Yeah, that was Kevin James too, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Kevin James. It's still a Happy Madison production. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't super like grown up so i didn't watch grown ups too mm. and uh well, and this I, was also earlier than click but i didn't like spanglish either oh yeah, uh, yeah it, it, the romantic comedies are usually a little hit or miss dramatic no matter yeah what. but like 50 first dates was great oh yeah it was <laughs> like it's a great fucking movie fun to watch. and then you watch spanglish and you're like it's actually it's a little too serious and kind of boring mm. like <laughs> uh, it's more talky that's for sure more talky less uh Less juvenile. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it was it's hard to go into that when you are expecting an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. It's just a different vibe. It definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You see Happy Madison Productions, you're like, oh, there's going to be a happy, fun time. And you sit down and it's like a serious romantic comedy, like vaguely comedy. And you're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> there's no adults acting like children in a bathtub in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Kevin James or Chris Rock come in and do something silly for yeah. a minute. Where's David Spade? Where's Where's that? Um, it's nothing. Really fucks, big man. forehead guy. It's always in those movies. The big forehead guy. He's tall. Oh, the one that. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's usually he does the cross-eyed thing. He was the rocker dude in uh, Little Nicky. Yeah, he was part of the gay couple and not uh, Dante, but the blonde one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was part of the gay couple in uh, Big Daddy. Not Dante. I meant the main character from Grandma's Boy, but you knew who I meant. I knew who you meant. Yeah, but yeah, he was the he was one of the the couple and they like they were both lawyers and like trying to give him advice and stuff the whole mm-hmm. time in big daddy he's really good at doing the lazy eye yeah. either that or he has a lazy eye yeah. one of the two <laughs> either way it's, it's it's a prominent trait in most of his characters yeah. so. <laughs> I, I like i yeah it i always remember when he's uh in the water boy and he's just like looking at the water boy and it's the the close-up shot of him and he's still in his fucking football helmet but one of his eyes is all fucking lazy <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, um, 
Spider-Man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, they do all appear to age. Yeah. Which I, I thought was odd. Like, they didn't de-age them at all for this. Now, perhaps Willem Dafoe and uh, uh, Alfred Molina were, like, too proud for that. I, I could see that. They're just, like, they're acting selves, and they don't want to be digitally edited. That's, yeah. I could see that, but... um. Also, because it's they're now a Disney product, they're like, if you de-age me, then I have to sign a contract, and then you have my likeness, and I don't want that. Yeah, that's also a possibility. So, uh, for whatever reason, they didn't de-age any of the villains. Even Thomas Hayden Church looks a little older. Like, he's, like, a middle-aged man, but, you know, mm-hmm. he, he looks a little older, and, like... Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe are getting up there. Yeah. 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 And that that age gap is notable. I think you can probably write that off through some kind of timey-wimey bullshit. All right. Like... Maybe. Like, maybe they sucked them out of where they were in their time, but because where they got pulled into was farther in the future then they aged them appropriately, or what, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, there's also the fact, I just thought about this, um, the fact that Tobey Maguire is pulled from his time. And he's also not de-aged. Well, yeah, he's not de-aged, so that's like, that. that's where hit that Peter Parker is in their timeline. Mm-hmm. So perhaps it was taking it from that time and just, you know. And pulling just those people, but what they would be from, from that, that time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two ways of saying the same thing. Yeah, timey-wimey bullshit, but the, I, I had anecdotal Peter Parker. <laughs> you Peter did. Peter Parker. You did. You had extra evidence that yeah. t- trumped whatever bullshit I was <laughs> spouting. <laughs> I had timey-wimey bullshit with a bit of fact. <laughs> uh, it's so all... I, I can write that little bit off. But if... If Andrew Garfield looks the same, and talks the same, and is a duck, and murders a bunch of his fellow ducks, <laughs> then we have a traitor. No, well, uh, <laughs> but maybe also it's because they pulled them from what they would have looked like in that time. Then in it, that universe, if Electro was allowed to be around until that time, he could have gone and gotten his teeth fixed or you know what i mean like fixed his overbite well yeah that's a thing you can have corrective corrective surgery for that you can fix overbites and underbites and fucking anything these days plastic surgery works for literally fucking anything yeah i thought a huge part of his character was the the, the, he was kind of uh, down in the dumps too Like, like he wouldn't have been able to afford those things Yes, but then he used his power to steal from a bunch of banks in that movie. Oh, right, right. So so even though Spider-Man did end up killing him, if he had lived until that point, then presumably he also would have still had at least some of that money and could have gotten maybe something fixed. Okay. Because I think that was a major part of his thing, was he started out as kind of just a bank-stealing villain, and then Spider-Man showed up to stop him, and he turned a lot more dangerous because of... Spider-Man trying to stop him. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the good old Batman causes his villains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just trying to get money at first, and then yeah. Spider-Man's like, don't steal money, and he's like, I'll fucking kill you! I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> <laughs> that does seem like a bit of an unstable escalation, I will say. <laughs> well, 
a lot of villains have unstable escalations. That's why they're villains. Fair enough. <laughs> if they had a stable escalation, they'd probably be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, an anti-hero. I really like that. Don't steal money. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just one of those base, like, facts you learn when you're young. You take, like, a couple coins from mom's purse and, like, no, no, we don't steal money. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's just one of those, like, I'll real... fucking cut you while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what do my toddlers just say to me? <laughs> fucking excuse me? <laughs> It's just such a simple rule to get so fucking, like, <laughs> like reactively mad about. Yeah. It's like, it should be one of those rules when you break, you're like, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Please piss off. Like, yeah. <laughs> Instead, you just get... Un- like, no, I'm gonna fucking kill yeah, you. How un- dare you point out my wrongdoing? Uncontrollable rage. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. In its own way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like a forest fire. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful, but terrible. Like a forest fire set by Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, but terrible. Yeah. He did that. He he did start a forest fire. Great things. (laughs) Terrible, terrible things. But great things nevertheless. (laughs) He extincted a bird species. It's just one of my favorite facts. With that fire, he extincted a bird species. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, not anything people haven't done before. No, but he didn't like he didn't mean to. Like, it was legitimately just a, a fucking careless accident. It could have been prevented. Yeah. And and he he de extincted a bird. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> bye bye, Mr. Dodo. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> he was some kind of condor, like, I don't remember that exact bird species, but that exact. Yeah. You know, it's almost really impressive that he's, like, like a one fire located to one area, and it's like, somehow all of those birds were in that one area at that one time. Well, and they, they were already endangered. And like, none of them made it out. <laughs> it is incredible. <laughs> That's uh, honestly impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a it's it's a terrible beautiful thing. <laughs> oh man. So once in a lifetime squawking. Squawking. Never hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> One of a kind death rattle. <laughs> yeah. Never to be heard ever again. It's like, you know, eventually things like, it's hard to think about because they reproduce so quickly, but so, one day, rabbits will go extinct. One Somebody day, here will, will hear the last rabbit chitter. Yeah, the last, well, rabbits scream when you, when they get hurt, when you, when you kill them. They That's s- terrifying. They scream. I didn't know that. No, yeah, rabbits actually. I've been around a lot of pet rabbits, and I've heard a lot of soft pet noises from rabbits, but I've never heard them scream. Yeah, it's, it's scary. If you hurt them or, or are about to kill them, they scream out of either pain or fear. They actually scream. That's it, I've heard it, and it's a terrifying sound. I can't recreate it, and I'm not going to try. But I can tell you that it is a, a horrifying thing to hear. And one day, there will be a person who hears the last rabbit scream. <laughs> the last rabbit scream. That's my next album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good name. It's a good name. Uh. 
But, uh, and that's a crazy thing to think about, you know? Like, just to be the last human to ever hear the, the death rattle of a specific animal. Yeah. Or scream, or yeah. whatever it may be. It, it is, that's... Yeah. That's interesting to think about. <laughs> I've I've heard of, um, like big game style hunters being like this is the last one your opportunity kill the last one like that sort of thing yeah yeah and so like people have done that and known it and that's scary yeah on purpose well and then there's other people that are trying to like help save the animals like uh you think about things like the the last tasmanian tiger yeah right which was in a protected enclosure and kept alive, but its caretakers knew it was literally the last of its kind. It can't reproduce. We have when it dies, they're gone. One of those caretakers heard the dying rattle of the very last Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, one of those caretakers has an experience that literally no one else on the planet will ever be able to have. Yeah, it's and it's one of those things like you wouldn't ever seek it out. No, no. But if if you were to be the last one, you you would try to hold that in your mind forever. Yeah. In a way that, like, I, I don't know. That's crazy. If you've heard the very last death rattle of something, email us. Email us. <laughs> one time when I was really little, I found a bird that was a really little bird. I don't know if it was a baby bird or if it was just a very small type of bird. Um, it looked vaguely like a robin, but I'm also not the best at identifying birds. I was better when I was littler. Um, but I, I, it was very clearly, like, seriously injured. And yeah. I, like, picked it up and I carried it with me because it was just laying on the road, but it was still breathing and making noise. And uh, so I picked it up and I carried it with me and I was, like, petting it and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I brought it home and it... it died like in my hands i was petting it and whatnot as it had its last little and the last thing it did was like it it like did a little chirp it was like a little Mm -hmm. songbird chirp it like made like a it was almost like a little song Mm. like with its last breath oh and i it was a very somber and sad moment for me i think i was a whole like you know eight or nine years old probably um that'd be a somber and sad moment for me now but i also felt like it was laying on the side of the road, and I just happened to walk by and pick it up. And in that last five or ten minutes of its life, I gently held it and I petted it and like kind of comforted it as much yeah. as I could. And with its last breath, it gave me a song. Yeah, you know. And I've always kind of held on to that memory of just like, you know, even in the worst of times, it was almost like the bird was like, "I appreciate what you've done for me." And the only thing I can give you is this this little bit of music as I go. That's you know? beautiful. And, and it's kind of just kind of stuck with me over the years. Yeah, that's gorgeous. You never told me that story. Yeah, I don't tell a lot of people that story. I think I've told maybe a handful of people, including my mom, who was actually... I, I brought the bird home to my mom, and right. she's like, I don't think there's anything we can do for it. So I just kind of sat outside with it for its last couple of minutes before I, you know, it passed away. Yeah. I think I even buried it in the backyard. I gave it, like, the full... <laughs> yeah, nice. Very good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you've ever heard a, a nice death rattle or a bad death rattle or a unique death rattle. Yeah. Or if you have any ideas about Spider-Man. I think we were talking about that at one point. <laughs> you can go ahead and email us at truenutralpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Don't forget to check out uh, the other channels. we got the regular True Neutral channel up and going. we got True Neutral True Crime up and rolling. And I swear to God, I promise you... <laughs> I will light a fire under one of our asses, and we will get the other channels up. I, I true neutral asks. True, we also have true neutral asks. Oh, that's this this, this one. channel. That's, that's this why one. I didn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, there was one more. There's one more. I know there is. It's um, the one we're doing. That's but why. Be on the lookout because the next one you will see coming up will be the true neutral bad movies feed, and boy, do we have a banger of a bad movie <laughs> for you coming. Uh, oh, it's good. Uh, it's, it's really not, but it's very good. And I, it's a movie of my childhood that I finally got Keenan to watch with me, and I'm so glad that I did. It's very good. <laughs> I had a good time, and that will show. And, uh, yeah, go ahead, give us uh, some ratings, some reviews, if you like. We That always is helpful and appreciated. Yes. And um, go check out the True Neutral Studio TikTok. Uh, I just was talking about my guitars for about five minutes the other day. You might enjoy that yeah. if you like guitars. Yeah. Um, that has been mostly studio and music content thus far. Thus but far. I, I will try to do, like, maybe just film part of this and clip it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have some cool nifty new lav mics that we can use for other yeah. uh, TikTok-based content. So we might try that out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fi- final answer, J- Jamie Foxx vanity. Or uh, specific plot reasons where he was try- he was supposed to be the one that tried to get everyone to want to stay where they were right. rather than go back home. Which I think is probably the more likely option. They were like, at least one of these villains has to want to be here. Right. And so we'll we'll try to make him, instead of a B-list villain, an A-list villain, and and just run with that. Make him be the guy that convinces everyone to want to stay there. Yeah. Because after the others learned that they died in their, you know, respective worlds, they obviously don't, aren't going to want to go back. Right. So, yeah, that ma- that tracks for me, honestly. And even if that's not the reason, that's going to be my headcanon for this movie because that's what I want to be the reason. <laughs> that's fair because it's either bad cl- plot contrivance or a personal vanity. Yeah. And I would prefer bad plot contrivance, Yeah, I guess. But overall, I would have just appreciated if this question didn't have to be asked. That is entirely fair. Yeah. But you know what? It did. It I mean, did. Even if it didn't, we asked it. It did have to be asked. No, uh, it's, it's a plot hole. It's a plot hole in a multi-million dollar movie. I suppose. It's one that I glanced over pretty easily. Uh, uh, there's a lot of other excitement in the film, but it bugged me that he was the only one that changed. That's fair. Like, I wouldn't have, like, if they had all had, like, some weird variation of some kind, then sure. But, like, mm-hmm. everyone I, else was just older. I honestly am, now that I'm really have been thinking about it for this entire time, I think about the time that movie came out, I saw an article where he had said at some point that he didn't like wearing the teeth for the first time he did it. Right. And so it might actually, 
not necessarily a vanity thing, but just a he didn't like the prosthetics and just refused to wear them again. Once again, you can you can get those adjusted and fitted and made to be more comfortable. You could even get a reduced set, yeah. like like you had gotten work done on them. Mm-hmm. Like it, there were various other ways you could have done that. It's We've just come weird. a long way from the times when people ruined their teeth to wear the prosthetics that they had to wear. Yeah. Which and, happened a lot back in the day. Yeah, um, and like people suffocating from paint. Or like, even uh, more recently, I can't remember the guy who played uh, Freddie Mercury in the Freddie Mercury oh, bio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he he talks, fucked up his jaw, right? Yeah, he fucked up not only his teeth, his teeth are all misaligned now, but he messed up like his entire jaw alignment because of the prosthetic he had to wear to make it look like he had... Uh, Freddie Mercury's teeth. Right. That and was also something I feel like he, he probably did as an actor, less as a production mandate. I think that was his choice from what I from what I remember reading about that myself. I am pretty sure he was like, no, I want to look the part for real. And like, yeah, fucked up his mouth doing it. But um, he, he did look the part. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I that... I feel that's... like you could have also just kind of done this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I think I was just... I had glossed over that it was a thing that happened in the past. It does still happen from time to time. Yeah, you yeah. still... People still fuck themselves up with prosthetics. Yeah. Not saying that Jamie Foxx was with Electro, but he... I, I was th- uncomfortable. I vaguely remember him saying that he didn't like wearing the prosthetics. They were very uncomfortable. And so when he agreed to do this movie, he was like, as long as I don't have to do that again. And CG it. Yeah, some anything. Yeah. Fucking give me something. I don't but know. I'm going to continue to think of it as a plot contrivance. That's fair. And uh, I recommend everybody else do that. Or just don't dwell on it like me. Yeah. Um, because... Or me until Keenan brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> it just It's just something that's bugged me on, like, once again... A person's appearance shouldn't matter this much, and it doesn't in most instances, but, like, it just that his was the only one that changed. I think that's, that's my a, problem. I think that's an entirely fair problem to have. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye! <laughs>